We fall back. Yeah, we fall back so that yeah. if it was one o'clock now, it'll be noon again. So this problem will fix itself. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Best <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, have the most amazing two weeks. Bye, Bye everybody. Yay. All right, so that was the end for us of of uh, CPCL. And we're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll be back because it's 2 o'clock with Some Call Me Tim. So please enjoy these fantastic commercials. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues. 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues. Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar. On Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio, Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro, headliner, amazing comedian. Also, Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10, except the headlining show, which are $20. You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon.
listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Yahoo, we're back. We are back. And it's, uh... So call me Tim or Alticast or, you know, whatever it is, whatever we're doing, whatever. No, you can use those to scan. I don't need them. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And we're back. Uh, yeah. So I had some crazy dreams last night uh, about, I, I had a dream that I was on a plane and I don't remember who was sitting next to me. But uh, my tummy hurt it or what hurt hurt or whatever, and all of a sudden, the person next to me handed me a baby, like a babe, like a wet baby, like I birthed a baby. Like it was like I don't remember the actual like part of the. It was like all of a sudden I was like on a plane and I and I had just birthed the baby and they handed me this like wet baby, and I'm holding this wet baby on a plane and everybody's like cheering and clapping. And I'm like, it's a girl. And I was like, it's a girl. And I looked and it had blonde hair and that was interesting. And uh, I was like, looked at this little baby girl, and, and I kept thinking, like, what's its name? What's its name? 
and the name in my dream was Eve, which was weird because I would what? never name. Yeah, so I was like, all right, this is some weird thing. Yeah, so I had a baby in my dream. But then I woke up with a hot flash, sweating, and I had to take the biggest dump. And so I pooped, and I had a big food baby, That's and I couldn't tell what gender it was. That's what that was. <laughs> That's what yeah. it was. It was that I was having I... some late tummy issues, some late night I had too many spicy peppers. That that that's the, that was the baby. That was your subconscious being like, "Wake up, child, so you don't poop in your bed." Exactly. Yeah. Drop the kids. Drop at the, the kids off at the pool. Yeah. Get get in the get in the plane, and then I thought, "What's worse on a plane, snakes or babies? Snakes on a plane? Oh, babies on a plane. I have a snake phobia, so it's yeah, really. Probably but I've plane. been on an international flight with children, and that's terrible. Oh, Ooh, child. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I actually, it's my one of my brilliant genius ideas, is that there should be an airline that specifically only lets adults on, adults on, no children. You pay an extra fifty bucks or whatever and get two free drinks, or pay an extra. I'd I'd pay an extra fifty bucks to not have children on a plane. I bet you there's something like that. There better be. I'm sure, like with I'm sure you know what, especially with what the what's going on with the airlines right now. Like I think I told you, uh. I, like be, before I went to Chicago, before I booked my trip this past summer, um, American Airlines stopped selling drinks on their flights due to all. So now going on the airplane, you never know what you're going to get because every week there's a video of some kind of anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, some Trump tard going ape shit. This week was a pilot who uh, went crazy on uh, yeah on Southwest Airlines who was saying that. Um, the uh, the pandemic is fake, and no one should get vaccinated, and blah blah blah. So I'm 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 guessing someone is someone with a lot of money is going to come up with a concept of either no children on these planes or no anti-vax. Wow, or having a mask-free plane or something where you that, get ooh, what that if you paid too. right because you could pay. What if you paid extra money, and you showed your vax card, and you they took your temperature, or they. You went. You jumped through some enormous hoops so that you didn't have to wear a mask on the plane. That I mean, would if I, the anti-maskers would be? Into, I I have no problem wearing them. I don't understand what the big thing is. You're still going through this. You wear, we wear the mask. Uh, what? What? You can't. Your social liberties are being so infringed upon that you can't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like all of the other things that have happened to us as a people, um, the whole. Um, after 9-11 where they can look at anything they can go into all of our texts the, they can look yeah the, oh, um, the oh homeland gosh. security bills homeland security. all those things and then right? that's where tsa so, all, all of those civil liberties that were removed from us the aclu is probably fighting for right now nobody everyone's like uh, whatever you know uh, we have no more privacy uh, whatever uh, uh, facebook can sell all of our information to everybody for advertising oh, campaigns meta like all of that stuff, nope, no one has a problem. Nobody bats an eye. Well, you but know, now it's like, well, you have to wear a mask. And they're like, how dare you? How dare you? Look, are you kidding me? No shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. Right. But, you know, uh, excuse me, uh, Facebook is now trying to revamp itself into calling themselves Meta. Uh, which, by the way, uh, th their whole platform got shut down today. I'm sure it was hacked. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Facebook is trying to. Uh, basically come out with a you know a nor virtual thing which I'm sure it's gonna have your usual white supremacist anti-vaxxer weirdo fuck faces on there what have you 
so well, we still have free speech you yeah know, yeah so. it's free it's but it's this is what i'm getting tired of people saying it's like you know I got freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you don't have freedom of consequence. Like, you have grown-ass people using this, like, and I'm not even just going to say it's right-wingers either that said this. I have some idiotic people that just say, like, you know, just because you have a different opinion of something, they, you know, their comeback is, well, I have free speech. I'm like, this is not how we have dialogue, okay? And this is, your freedom of speech does not take away from freedom of my opinion freedom of consequence right. there's other I mean consequences it's just- are something I think that this new generation doesn't really understand and I don't know where the lack of teaching consequence when that happened but I even dealt with something last night where there was a person who Uh-oh. wanted to be up on my open mic Uh-oh. and they said can I will you put me up and I looked at him and said I prefer not to <laughs> Uh, and I said, I said, if the other, if the other host, I said, if the other host wants to put you up, that's okay. But this is one particular comic that, uh, you know, a couple months ago in front of a room full of comics said that he hoped I would get raped. And oh. there has been, there was no consequence for that action really. And, but the consequence that I can bring to that action is that I'm not going to introduce that person on stage because if I did, then I would be the cunty face that would literally bring them up by saying, this next comedian, I don't really want to put them up because they said in a room full of people they hoped I would get raped. But, you know, because I'm a cool person, I'm going to put them up. I didn't want to, like, no, you, be that person. No, you would be person. bowing down to that misogyny. Well, I mean, there was... And the, the reason that it upset me so much and his comeback for that was, well, you said one time that you hoped I'd kill myself. And I said, well, and that's true. Now, it was after you had already done the other thing, but... There's a difference there because me saying that I want you to kill yourself, you still have the power and the volition in that action. You either kill yourself or don't. I say you should kill yourself, but the only one who can kill yourself is you. <laughs> Whereas in a rape, if you say, I hope you get raped, that's saying that I hope that all of your power is taken away from you. Ooh. And so I'm still, by saying I hope you kill yourself, I, I mean, it's mean, but it, it, but it, doesn't, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't disempower you. But it was also something that that person said before, yeah. which triggered you to have that response. Right. So if you, well, yeah, I mean. So, so it was a tit for tat. Yeah. But still, I, I think that saying now. that I hope you get raped, I think that that is worse than saying I hope you kill yourself. Just because of the semantics with the power. Yeah, because especially when we, as women, I mean, wander the streets, go, you know, use public transportation. I mean, that shit's more realistic than, like, is this person depressed? I don't know. Is this person having suicidal thoughts? Oh, no. But the chances of me getting raped, the probability, is a little bit higher. Yeah. But also, I I mean, again, if this person said came at you first well i mean i'm going to have to defend myself we talked about defending ourselves last week and so now i mean yeah mm, yeah well and the thing was that also there's no constant so there was no consequence for that behavior i'm putting the consequence down for that behavior they're trying what the point of millennials is that they just try to sweep it under the rug they go oh well enough time has passed it doesn't matter well for me because i'm an old gen xer I want an apology. And if that person comes to me and says, hey, you know what? 
I'm sorry that I said in front of a room full of people, I regret that. I shouldn't have said that. And then they say, hey, and that time that I sat outside your room and badmouthed you while you were running a show, I'm really sorry about that too. And I was in the wrong and I was doing, and it just explain it. And I'd be like, all right. You mean be an that. adult, be a man right. about it. Right. And express their, you know, otherwise I'm, you know, if you don't care that I'm mad at you, then you don't care that I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm still inside myself. I have feelings and I have power that I can wield and I'm not going to give you the gifts that my power has unless you're, yeah. you know, cordial to me. The audacity of some people, yeah. like after saying some things. I know he came up to me too and he was all like, like a martyr. He's like, can I, can I get some time on the, I'm like, I prefer not. <laughs> like seriously. But, and I learned that from a story. There was a boy who kept answering, I prefer not to. And I don't remember which story, if it was F. Scott Fitzgerald or if it was Roald Dahl, I can't remember, but. Wow, that's, mm -mm. yeah, I mean, some people, like, I mean, that whole entitlement thing, it's just like, what, sometimes just saying, I'm sorry for doing such and such, you know, mm -hmm. it's better to do that and get it out of the way rather than tiptoe around this person because you know eventually you're going to want something from me we're going to yeah. be in the same circle and now look what you now you got egg all over your face now you look like a schmuck yeah yeah it's, i mean and i'm fine with that people that karma's a bitch man i, I know i like karma <laughs> i do sucks. like i like what she visits yes yeah. <laughs> i know it's like sweet retribution it's it's good i i don't like revenge but i like justice and retribution yeah i think I've had some times when I've thought about revenge and I've, I've seeked it and I've probably done it, but not to the point where your life is destroyed, but <laughs> karma, it, it comes, it, it, I usually get more justice out of that. Revenge, that takes planning and energy. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, but yeah. <laughs> did he, did he walk so away with his tail between his legs? Uh, no, he hung out for a while actually. Oh. And then I ended up seeing him at the next open mic. And I and it was funny because I, I didn't want any special privilege at the second mic, and I, I I was like, it's okay, you can put me up whenever. And the host was like, no no no, I'm putting you up now. And I was like, oh that's great. So, that was good. It's it's uh. Gestalt is a fun open mic now on Tuesdays. Oh nice. Yeah, I haven't yeah, been there. It's really it. it's really fun. So that I've got my Tuesday my Tuesdays are pretty locked down right now, and I've got OMG and then Gestalt. So, and fun time. We've got good beer. I've been hiding out. But speaking of hiding out, how was your Halloween? Did you? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, the lighter. Yeah. Um, my Halloween was incredible. I was dressed up as um, I was dressed up as Texas, um, a Texas cheerleader. I had, and the higher the hair, the closer it got. And I had my big bow on, and I I did some really great cheers. You put abortion on the shelf. I had to give one to myself. And I had a little cheer. Actually, it's so funny. My body hurts because I practiced that cheer so many times and I'm so old. I was like, I forgot that cheerleading is actually like physical work. Um, yeah, but so I, I had a great time. I had a great weekend. I went to some super fun parties. Let's see, Saturday I had a show and then I accidentally took some shrooms. Well, accidentally. I took, like I microdosed a little and then I'd forgotten I'd done that. But I ended up, I was supposed to go to all these different parties and I forgot. And I ended up just going to the Geary Club and hanging out. 
and there's a cute guy named Ryan, but he wasn't interested in me, and that's fine. And then I met a cute guy named Ed, but I wasn't really like that. He he keeps texting me, and I'm just like, I'm so busy. <laughs> no, seriously, like I'm so busy though. And and so I tell people when I'm super busy like this that if you want to come see me, I've got. A show on Tuesday at OMG, Wednesday at Asiento, Thursday at Bar Dolores, Friday at Mutiny, Saturday afternoon at Atlas Cafe. Then I have a six o'clock Zoom show. Yes, I have a six to seven o'clock Zoom show on Saturday. And then and then that's it for a minute. I'm doing something in the afternoon, too. No, in the morning, I have a tape taping oh. of something for someone else's podcast. Anyways, I'm so busy. I'm like crazy, crazy busy. And so these guys that are like, ugh, what a hang out. I'm just like, ugh, eh, eh. And I'm not into, like, I don't want to have, like, casual sex with people. So I'm not, that's not, I mean. Sex is not a sport to him, Not guys. a sport. I mean, it's just. I'm, She's a romantic. The, the, the Luis guy, though. Oh. Yeah, he's still chilling. I mean, we, we hung out on Sunday night. And oh. I know it was good after the punchline and, and stuff. And it was fun. And, um, and then he texted me on Monday. But. He's really busy too. I mean, he's he's a professor, so he's got stuff oh, going that's, on. Oh my God, I'm, he's such an adult. I know. He's 31 too. And he's a professor. Yeah, he has a PhD in chemistry. Fucking oh, I that is know, hot. From Princeton. Oh, you didn't tell us that I part, know, pal. Right? He's so smart. Child. I know. And I'm like a sapiosexual. I'm like, ooh, he's so smart. But yeah, he we, he did something funny. It's he is very 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 humble. But we were talking about this new job or whatever, or what he was going to be doing. And he goes, yeah, usually I just, you know, I kind of bring out the PhD from Princeton. And I'm like, okay, deal with this. Uh, <laughs> like, when he's getting a job or doing whatever he's doing. And I was like, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's I know. impressive. I know. It's super impressive. What did I do with my life at 31? Mm, I know. Girl, you got two masters. Be quiet. I know, but I didn't, I didn't get him until I was, I didn't go to school until I was 33. 34 you, so. you were still but you still had a ba at that point that's true yeah, yeah. so wow but i always wanted a phd and I, i've always wanted i always wanted to be a professor but i can't because i would fuck all of my students <laughs> like every single one of them i don't think you're lying about no that. i'm not because especially if i was a professor of what i could be a professor of which would be creative writing i've i mean poetic boys mm. dear god i love poets love like Sensitive men, totally. I totally dig it. Like romantic, sensitive men. See, there's that romantic. Yeah, and even you know, I read a lot of Bukowski, and he was actually quite romantic, even though he says he's not. I think that he was still. I I have to agree with that because uh, there was a point in time, even my uh, my ex ex, he loved Bukowski. And some of the things that we would read together, drunk high and what have you, mm -hmm. there was some kind of troubling romance yeah. into his, some of his uh, his words and it's just like he had a lot of, he had a lot of different women I mean and yeah. he wrote a book called women but um, oh he was a hoe he yeah absolutely hoe. well and he he's just a um, a hedonist you know mm -hmm. trying to have the most fun squeeze the most fun out of every moment and reduce the boredom which is why he loved gambling so much Anyways, I've, I've read a lot about Bukowski so I just reread his uh, Neely Churikowski or Neely Chur how do I say his last name? Well, his first name is Neely. Anyways, he wrote the biography and I reread that 
and it was really good. Well, and then I, uh, that book came out right before Septuagenarian Stew, which was one of the last books that he wrote, and I just reread that one too. And oh God, there's this one poem in there. It's so misanthropic. I love it. I love it. And I, I made, I made the, the smart boy read it. Um, I don't want to say his name on air because I don't want, I don't know he's not listening to this, but still. And he, I, he read it and he looked at me and he goes, well, that's misanthropic. And I was like, yeah, he's so smart. <laughs> so smart. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Well, so we'll see what he does. I'm trying to be super chill about everything and just be like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. I haven't seen Jonathan in forever. I really want to see him. I have to have a conversation with him about whatever. We have to have, I, but I, I want to like lay everything out. And every, but I mean, you know, before I met this new guy that I'm, you know, kind of think is pretty cool. I thought to myself, like, I really want to be with us like a, an intellectual. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be like intellectually challenged and not saying that. I mean, I just, I've always, I consider myself an intellectual and I'd like, you know, I don't know. Because intellectuals have a sense of kink and romance into them. Probably. I don't know. I just, I, I, uh, I want to be, sexy. I, I want to be challenged, you know? Intelligence is sexy. I mean, you. It's sometimes it's better to pick the brain over somebody's like looks. I don't because looks. I oh, mean, he's cute though. This guy's cute. Oh well, then that's right. Oh, well, he's yeah. got the damn. He's got a package. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know about that package, but he's got... he's any and when he I saw he has these really cool tattoos that I was like I, I was like what I didn't expect to see any tattoos and then I was like oh so I don't know new things are fun because I'm feeling surprised And but what it comes down to is that like I just have to sort of express this radical honesty and be and I think it, it might and I'm not looking forward to it but I think it's probably difficult for men to be like I'm not the only one like men I feel a lot of times will sleep with multiple women and do that and kind of have no problem with that whatsoever but if women are doing that they seem to have a problem with the it. double standard right so but I want I want to be open and I want to be honest and I don't want to hide anything from people I don't want any secrets about but and that's this I don't want it to be a secret like I don't think that any one man can fulfill all my needs I don't think that they can be like incredibly good-looking and romantic and intelligent and creative and challenge me I don't think that's and help me relax like you know I I just don't think that any one person can ever fill all of that and trying to put that on a person is insane that's not realistic and that's when we enter like codependent relationships and we have expectations and the person doesn't live up but if they if that was never in their like genetic makeup anyway it'd be like if someone was like I need to you're not a computer programmer, so. And I'd be like, and that's something I'm never going to be good at. Yeah. I'm never going to understand how to write code, and I'm not going to learn for you. Mm-hmm. But just as an example, like, if that's something somebody needs in a relationship, it, you can't have those expectations on a person that's never, like, I'm a poet. I'm never going to be a computer programmer, no matter how hard I try. A strange analogy, but. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I just, I want to tell the people, like, like. 
this one person fulfills me in this way. This one, and, and that's the other thing is that there's people in my lives that it's, I wish it was sexual, but it's not, but they still fulfill an important part of something that I need. And yeah. so that's, you know. That's, I like, open and honest. Yeah, I'm trying. We'll see what happens. I know, I know I'm trying. But we'll see, I mean, I might lose, it. this might be like the final thing that, where there actually becomes like a break from my past relationship. Because we've, you know, we're still chilling with each other. But that might be like the, that might be the. You're, cl you're cleaning the uh, your year out, huh? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm fucking 47 years old. I'm going through hot flashes. So this is what I'm feeling with the hot flashes now because they've been insane. But I've been trying to be like, okay, I'm just going to feel the feeling. And it's like, and it feels like my pores are on fire and they all open up and they just dump water out. And it's weird. <laughs> but I'm just going to be like, all right, I happen to be feeling this and I'm super sensitive. And what is this feeling about? And and just sort of revel in it and be like, well, I'm not going to have this forever. So <laughs> I, I like, it's just the sweating that I don't like. Yeah. I don't mind. Like right now I'm sort of having one and I feel, I feel the hotness, but I don't know the sweat's going to come. It's well, especially if it's happening while you're sleeping in the middle of the night, oh God, which is uncomfortable. It's awful. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Oh, I know. Sweats, Talk about the babies. Yeah. So I'm trying to make a, decision i talked to my lady doctor today uh about fertility yes folks you heard it i am possibly going to try to get pregnant um uh, i learned some things today too with the whole uh there is a um uh uh, oh my you're gonna God. have a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> you know what? The good thing is, That's what I, they I, call it when you're over 35. I think no she did what. not scare me at all because she was actually, you know, she told me some things, but she's like, "This, this, this does not mean that you know for you to get scared off." She said, "You know, women between the ages of 40 and 44 have the probability of at least 30 percent of getting, you know, pregnant, what have you, and con, you know, which." And here's something, I mean, I knew, of course, the younger you are, but, you know, the probability when you're 16 between 18 is 80%. I'm like, ugh, who wants Ooh. to be a teenage mother? Ugh. Uh, and so, you know, so 30% seems pretty well because, like, she also was, you know, we were talking about my health and what have you, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty healthy, and so. I got pregnant at 40. I had an abortion at 40. See, Yeah, see? Yeah, 39. Was I 39 or 40? I was 39 or 40 with my second abortion there. So, so I mean, and that wasn't, a, that was when Jonathan and I first got together. We were fucking a lot though. And I remember too, I remember the day when it happened and I thought to myself when it happened, I was like, oh my God, you came inside me on that one. That was an accident. I think that I'm ovulating. And I felt it like that day. I was like, I think that that was, and I like 21 days later, I got a pregnancy test and it was positive. It was and I was true, like, what? And then I went in and she, the doctor was like, you caught this early. Like, how did you know? And I said, I thought I knew right away. And she said, that happens to some people. They think that they knew that it happened. And I yeah. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah, so, it was interesting too, cause she even asked, I, uh, you know, if I had an abortion. She's like, you had two abortions, right? I'm like, oh no, just one. And you know, the questions that they had to ask you, like, was it surgical or did you take the pill? I'm like, oh, the pill, thank God, you know. Uh, see, I didn't take the pill. Like, I've had them done. Yeah, I had him sucked out with the doctor and everything. Just because I didn't want to 
be alone when it was happening. And I heard it happens like all day and like you're in the toilet and yeah, mm. it, it's I I had people with me and stuff like you know I didn't leave any emotional scars that's for sure. But at that moment it is kind of like oh my god it, it's just, you know and then like you know I think that fall week I went out, uh, but and that's when I was 28. So like you know. So basically, uh, she told me about this ovation, uh, ovulation kit and stuff, and I'm like, wow, okay. So I don't have to count on my fingers. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, I can pick it up at any pharmacy or what have you. So there's all these oh. new things. And there's apps on your phone. Yes. But, I, I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, these are things that they didn't teach us in health class, ladies. Right. So the fact that, you know, it's she's like, it's, you know, you kind of like... Uh, pregnancy test where you pee on a stick kind of thing right and you find out when you're ovulating yeah but it's in the middle of your cycle do you my cycle used to be seriously like 21 days and then and then it would i would bleed for a whole week so it was like seven days of period three weeks off seven days so it was every 28 days clockwork clockwork for years which is why i knew when i started menopause because all of a sudden i was like okay i haven't had a period in two months mm -hmm. And then I haven't, and I was nervous, and I had, took a pregnancy test, and I was like, "But I have an IUD. That's weird." Okay, and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah." So here we go. The, the body, the woman's body, tricking. And I, I knew. I think I knew with that last abortion or, or whatever that last pregnancy I, that that was it. either I kept it and that this was was it. This was this is the miracle baby, and I'm gonna do this, or nah. And I'm really glad I didn't. I would have a seven year old right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with Jonathan. You'd have, I'm sure we'd have a cute, cute little seven-year-old. Oh, it would have been a little blonde head, little fucker. Little but. cute little baby, I'm sure, but neither of us are responsible, even now. Just like, imagine, you would have had to go, like, during the pandemic and stuff, the whole school and oh stuff. Oh, my God. Like, oh, well, even having a baby, once you get them, you have to get them shots, and then you have to get them. You have to figure out the school stuff. Just your life is no longer your own, and, I'm, and, and maybe that's good for some people, but, man, um, I'm so vain, and I'm such an egomaniac and a narcissist. That I can't imagine. I would be so, like, constantly angry at it for like being around. Like, how do you? Because how would I afford? I'd have to change my whole life. You, yeah. They are so much more expensive than cats. That is one thing, you know. That kind <laughs> of, that is one thing I will say. You know, the uh, the economics of having just one child. You know, and but it doesn't scare me as much. In contrast to the world. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah, the world's falling apart, too. Yeah, I mean, for example, like, one of the things I thought of, like, while, you know, trying to th think about, like, you know, having a child, you know, the next job that I have, will I have paid sick leave and mm -hmm. stuff like that, which, you know, I'm about to go into politics here because last week I was talking, we were talking about the Build Back plan, and then one of those, pl and also within that plan was the uh, child tax uh child tax and then the uh, paid sick not paid sick right, 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 child right. care yeah yeah that got stripped out which is a nightmare that's right? it's all those things that the the majority of Americans including across the aisle that's what they want and so when I see these things because none of these neither parties help help families mm -hmm. I mean hell they don't help single people either fuck it they don't help nobody but well, the, the humanity it's, did you see in the streets of San Francisco today? Like, <laughs> today on my walk here was one of the most disturbing 
moments of, I was like, look at the humanity today. There was a woman with her shirt off on Jones Street. Oh, shit. And I was like, I looked at her and I thought, I wonder if those are bed bug bites. Oh, no. Or if they are, like, she was covered in red spots. And she was so skinny. And this whole group of people is sitting on Jones Street right by the police station. And there's pee running down the street. There's poop everywhere. There's needles. I'm just like, this is like, there's a guy laying against part of a wall just, like, screaming at himself. And I'm just walking through this going... Well, you know, it's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, Wednesday, so here we are, and it's right next to the cop station. And they're they're trying to have the World Cup here in 2026. Ooh, I mean that'd be great. But that news, yeah. But here's the problem: what are you going to do with all these people? What are soccer players would come into town? Well, that was the first thing I thought. Oh my god! I know. I know. Oh my god! That's oh, what I my said but too. in 2026, I'm going to be 51. Oh, no. Shut up. You'll be fine. But, the, the, you know, with you saying that with all those people, those, you know, the homeless and those, I mean, are, are they going to do the same thing that they did when the Super Bowl came? Where they just, Probably. you know, because Give them all vouchers. Because you're going to have more City. people, a lot more influx of people around the freaking world. Yeah. Here, seven by seven. Yeah. Pam's smiling because she's thinking about the lean ass. No, I'm players. thinking about all the shit on the street. And uh, when the tourists come here and they're like, the, the tourists go to the Wolf and they're like, well, we are from Germany and it's so disgusting here. Yeah. And we are paying $300 for our room. And outside, I stepped in human feces. That's going to happen. I mean, because two, we what were is waiting that? in line at In and Out at the Wolf. They're not going to be able to clean these streets up within five years. No way. They're not. I mean, because it's progressively getting worse. They're going to do the same thing they did for the Super Bowl is they gave them. And it was insane, too, because Amy Farrow Weiss actually had a plan. She said, there's giving people these $400 vouchers, which is enough for a week of hotels in certain places in Daly City. So they basically gave Daly City a lot of money to take our questionably housed for a week. Now, Amy Farrow Weiss's idea was that those $400 could we could give each questionably housed person a yurt. Something that they could take with them that was built, it wasn't that is impervious to the to the weather. It's like a little house, it's movable. And then all we would have had to do is find and we have land. We have all of where the candlestick was. We have we have all kinds of land. Well, that's what they're supposed in, to be doing right now at Candlestick. Well, I mean Mom, do something but with i it, have right? an issue though i have a problem with because we're pushing them all past bayview put them all i mean there's even there the there's like parking all along the 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 bay side right there before you even by the ramp and before you even get to bayview just like where the where the new chase center is if they anyway they, you know what but the thing and that's another thing too because that whole development by the chase center you know now they're right next to it. They're going to build a high rise. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here God it comes. damn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, it's just like with the whole candlestick thing, because originally when it was tore down, in, I believe 2015, um, the whole premise after that teardown was to build, uh, have the Muni come all the way out there where it'll circle around and go up to Chinatown. And then they were going to have like a shopping center and then so-called affordable housing. This whole thing within the 
within the next five years, mind you, this was 2015. Right. So we've surpassed that. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be built, I think, by 2022, 2023. But they haven't even started. No, it's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. So but they now, shouldn't have torn it down in the first place. It makes no sense to me. They could have turned it into an enormous school. Well, the, it the, had bathrooms. It had. There was nothing wrong with the building. There was. There were bathrooms. There were sinking. showers. There was. It was sinking. It was the the land the structure. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't realize Candlestick was not that old. It was built in 1971, in which they should have probably thought about that in 1969, 70 when they were building that shit right there along the bay. I don't know. Well, is it landfill? Isn't it real rock? I, I think uh, I have to double check. Yeah, but I knew there it's... was the structure. I knew it was falling apart huh. and what have you. From 71? 1971. I mean, like, that's, again, that's not that long no, ago. No, it wasn't. Were there shitty structural engineers yeah, in 1971? So it, was it made of asbestos? Like, I mean, if it was asbestos or something, I'd be like, all right, fine. I got to double check. I'm going to go but it, through. it doesn't make sense to me, like, when we have these large-scale structures that we destroy, when they could be turned into schools. But it's the same thing when we go to... Afghanistan or another country and we bomb them we bomb all of these objects and stuff and then we rebuild them with Halliburton or whatever why not take that money that we're paying for bombs and like in airplanes and all that stuff and use it in helping the people I don't think that people would hate America as much if we oh, you know so I could be wrong out. uh Let's see. It wasn't sinking like the uh, tower, uh, like the big penis. The uh, it was built in one of the worst part. Wait, was it built? Weather-wise, it's in the weird place where it's just windy. It's just the wind whips around. Oh yeah, the little I hill. mean, it was, it was, it that was what one of the complaints was. It was windy and what have you. But whatever, that's no reason. Yeah. But, oh god, weather. But mm. now, now it's you have pieces of like the sign still there, um, and now it's all full of campers and homeless tents and it's looking like mad max wow and like i said this was tore down in 2015 and they of course people are going to go use this vacant spot around it right um which they fenced out uh, they fenced where candlestick is but there's still the outskirts of it sure. well it was huge and area. it looks it, it looks okay. really bad because you still have a public um park right there where along the bay where people would fish or have picnics that shit don't happen over there anymore sure. because of what's happened over there so now there's but there's, there's no public transportation how did people get out there they walk uh yeah the th uh the train the third street oh. but you would walk i mean you would walk and people could uh my uh, uh my significant other he used to live above where candlestick was mm -hmm. so his neighbors they would hustle and have people park in their spots and have them pay when they would have games. Pretty hustle, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But um, so now what they're going to do is, since now it's like basically a whole encampment, they're trying to put in plumbing and stuff like that. Um, I've talked to some people actually that are in charge of uh, um, homeless and uh, senior um, uh, assistants. Uh, they work for the city. And so this is what she told me. Um, but we don't know when that's going to happen either. Mm. I mean, there's the thing about candlestick in that space. We've been told in the, in our neighborhood Who that owns to, it? that's a good question. Who owns the land? I, like where, and anyways, land ownership, why we even have that is crazy to me. I'm a Marxist. I don't believe in private I, property, but like what, whose, whose property is this? And isn't it there? And you know what? If it's their property, it's, isn't it their business to make sure everything's okay i mean i know that 
when you own a building, if somebody spray paints oh, on I'm the sorry. side of it. It was built in, uh, it broke ground in 1958. It opened in 1960. Okay. I, I'm sorry. So it's older. It's, but still, it should be sinking. But uh, whoever owns the lamp, like, so the guy who owns this building, if somebody spray paints on this building, it's, he, the onus is on him to clean up the building. Or you can get fined. Right. So whoever owns that land, the city should be like, hey, clean it up. Because if you don't, if you don't figure something out, the city then, but then they, they, you know, here's something about SF that I noticed too, because we are all of this SF is all built in neighborhoods and what have you, especially about in my neighborhood, San Francisco is very picky about when they're going to tear down old structures. Poor Hemplo, in my neighborhood, there is still a half burnt building oh. and its structure on third street. Oh. From what I, people have told me who've been in the neighborhood for decades, that half burnt structure has been there for decades. Wow. And so who owns have, it? Well, the people have called these owners. It's always, it's been a process for decades. Right. And so, and it, it just, San Francisco is to that point. I'm not even going to say progressive where it's just like, Oh, we're just going to keep this dangerous structure here. Rather because than are there people living in it? I'm sure there's people I'm sure squatting. there's squatters. Yeah, and yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah, I and mean. And then it, if you have like an, I mean, it's just, it's dangerous in lots of different ways. Oh, it, it absolutely is. Oh. And so like everybody, every time I walk past and it. And no one cares because it's baby. That's, that's <laughs> what it is because if that shit was on Nori Valley, yeah. do you think that structure would be there? Absolutely not right. but i mean and that's the sad thing like now people just is like people just ignore it at this point because it's just been there for decades i walked over the lady with bed bugs i can easily walk by a burnt building like the, the, my cognitive dissonance right now with the city and with the world and in the state of everything it's pretty crazy like i've got some serious cognitive dissonance because i'm seeing i mean i know why everybody was doing drugs today it's because it's the third and on the third Everyone gets re-upped on their food stamps, and they get re-upped on their their welfare, their money, their check if they're on disability the or their whatever. Yeah, it's the for me. Well, so it's either the first, the third, or the fifth. My day is the third. So you'll see, like today, I was like, well, they got their check, they got their <laughs> because everyone was doing drugs. They were all just fucking slamming heroin, and whatever else they do, speed. I mean, there's a huge fentanyl, meth. God, the meth smokers that have been living outside my house for weeks now, they the, they finally pushed them away somehow, and then... Meth scares me even more. For oh, some meth reason. is the... It, these, it was... Because they're too speedy, they will act, they will rob, ask for someone that's on fentanyl or some kind of uh, opioid. They scare sleep. me too, but... They're sleepy. They're like zombies. Yeah, they're easy to get away from, but tweakers, Tweakers man, will hit you upside the head. Tweakers will... I just cl so we I, the oof we used to have a soda machine here and we finally got rid of it and it was great I'm so glad it's gone uh, a buddy took it away and on top of it was a bunch of Zach Wiseman's old stuff and uh -oh. he used to hang out here when he was tweaking and I always kind of wondered what was up there and it's been long enough that I just threw it all away but it was some tweaker I got it down and I'm looking in this bucket I'm like what is this tweaker shit what was it was it? like oh my god it I'm was curious. like a a scooter one of those street scooters that had been disassembled with like, there was a battery pack and oh. there was like all these weird oh. ba like batteries and things, wired things, just shit. crackhead shit. Uh, just 
It, a take lot it of it made apart no while sense. you're really high. Right. You're take just... it apart. Lots of wires. Strange plastic bags. Oh, weird God. clothes. Oh, shit. Shoes. The whole thing. Uh, anyways, it was... I'm uh, glad it's all cleaned out, though. Um, just less trash for me to have to deal that's, with. That's... Yeah, that's... That's some... Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. And I hope he's okay. Yeah, you know. Maybe he... I'm trying to think who was handing me the baby. Who was sitting next to me? It wasn't Zach Wiseman. That... See, that kind of stuff, I mean, man, I've been, so there's a new season in Intervention. Oh, is there? (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Season 20? Season 21? We're season 22. (gasps) I'm so excited. I love Intervention. So this, uh, you'll appreciate this, Pam. (laughs) And I I just learned something myself. So it's focusing on California because we are. We are. We have a major fentanyl problem because it comes from the influx of uh being shipped here from china as well as from mexico yeah it's port of entry so right there there's a lot going on in southern california so the, the three episodes i've seen have been people who smoke meth but balance it off with fentanyl whoa and i'm like how they do that speedball. it's a new special speedball. i'm like i'm like i'm scared and it's cheap people, though it's, because fentanyl is cheap and meth is cheap yeah and so it's a it's a cheap speedball and i didn't even i my oh, ignorance i thought you know we all know that we have an opio problem across the country and you know i always think of ohio and like you know vermont and, sure. and massachusetts but i also didn't realize i'm like oh shit duh that makes sense the port of entry yeah comes through here what are we gonna call poor man's speedball because a speedball is cocaine, cocaine and, heroin. and heroin. But this is meth and fentanyl. Ew, all know. synthetic. All synthetic. It's all gross. synthetic. Oh, it's, it's so gross. And it's just like, it, it's, and of course these people look terrible and it's sad and there's always a story behind it. But it, it's, the fact is like we all know what fentanyl can do to you. Our, when Pam told me about some of the shit that... Uh, when we talked about fentanyl about three, four years ago, yeah. and we did a story about the little boy that stepped, oh, it, stepped on the fentanyl patch yeah. and died. You know, and from a pool. From a pool, because he just stepped on just it. Just stepped on it. These people it's are so like, it's they're using all synthetic drugs. I'm like, don't yeah. nobody. This is why I wish sometimes people would go back to crack. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, crack is all chemically but i mean and crackheads will warp you and stuff but this kind of speedball it's killing people quicker obviously of course and you're just gonna because either your heart is gonna explode from the meth or and you can take more meth because you've taken more fentanyl so you're basically upping your ability you're, you're upping your levels of i had a buddy years and years and years and years and years ago who was smoking meth and taking Valium and oh, doing what? ecstasy. He was dealing stuff. And but he had when he got caught by the police finally for being crazy. Like he was driving around and he's oh, t- oh he hit somebody. Oh my Not god. Not a person, but he hit something, a car, and then his tire popped off and he was driving on the rims. And so anyways, he got caught by the police finally. And when he went in and they drug tested him, he was supposed to be they were like, You should be dead. He'd taken the amount of drugs in his system. If there was so much Valium that he should be dead, there was so much like meth that he should be dead. There was so much, but everything balanced each other out because he was taking uppers and downers at the same time. Yikes. So I believe it's probably the similar with these 
meth heads that yeah. are taking fentanyl. The scary thing they t- touched on in, uh, on intervention, they talk about it um, on every episode so far, is how even those people, and we've talked about this because you told me that scary story about an associate that OD'd and died, how they're putting uh, fentanyl into drugs yeah, like like ketamine and, and ecstasy like, yeah why, why like, would you put cat why would you put why would you put fentanyl in cocaine it makes no sense you're killing your you're you're killing it makes no sense it doesn't you, you're not making money uh yeah, that's what i'm you're trying, killing off your people you're and, killing off your clients and if you if you're if people that are buying coke are people with money so why would you want to kill the people with money because they're going to be the ones funding you? Just because you're saving a buck because you want to cut it with fentanyl. Because you're that much of a cheat but bastard. But fentanyl doesn't do the same thing as cocaine. It does. It, it, it's opiate analgesic. They're different. They're, it, I mean, I need to talk to my chemist. <laughs> uh, my friend is actually, <laughs> she's going to do a story pretty soon about this woman that she met. And this is a great idea because they do it in Europe where she's trying to sell to clubs these drug testers. Oh, that's great. You know? Yeah, on, um, I've heard of them on bar, um, what are they called? They're coasters. And they'll have a little thing to, to check for roofies. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like this little fold. It's a little cool apparatus. So, you know, so that way you can sell, you know, have these at bars and clubs. Because I'm sorry, you're not going to stop people from, from uh, doing drugs. No. But also... It helps with the liability if you're an owner oh or your employee. Because people, I mean, I'm You don't want to find the person dead in the bathroom. Nobody wants to find the girl that, dead in the bathroom. That Nobody part, wants that. That part. We don't want We don't want dead girls in bathrooms. That part. Or on, on the dance, dance floor. floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, because, I'm sorry. I mean, I've seen some weird shit in the bathroom before at a club, and it's freaked me the fuck out. But, I mean, this, I mean, and plus... It's a safer way for people to have fun, I'm, and you know, it, it helps. It, it, it helps the bar owners and the employees a little bit off their back of like, oh no, someone overdosed. You know, and then you know, to those people like on Jones Street and what have you, if they if they pass it along, you know, I don't care if people don't if they do drugs, just don't shit and 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 and, and there's, die. There's gotta be. <laughs> A, there's a bathroom solution there i can't believe this seems like the most simple thing that we can't have pu- enough public restrooms we have 50 25 or 50 we have 25 public restrooms in the city like the one at civic center the one at mission uh there's one in off uh, on cesar chavez union square um you know there's 25 in the city why don't we have 100 why don't we have 200 well you know why people because people die in them or overdose or what have you yeah except they have on those things they have um they have a person that checks them during Mm -hmm. the day and then they have a time limit time limit on it so when it closes you've got a certain amount of time and then it washes itself yeah so i mean they're relatively i i don't think that people dying in them but i mean it's a it's definitely gonna happen it's gonna happen somewhere i when I used to work at Bloomingdale's, people would come in off the street uh, and die in our bathrooms. Wow. On the first floor. They closed that motherfucker down wow. the last time I was up in there shopping, where the, it doesn't even look like it even existed because it was not. so weird. I wonder I, how many die in the library. They do. 
I remember years ago when I first I moved never, here. I never even thought about it. Yeah. That. So the library um, near the Civic Center, yeah. that one, I was told, don't fuck around in that library because people do drugs. You know, you'll see some weird shit. I only use, when I have to use the restroom in the library, I only use it in the children's area. <laughs> you taught, you go smart. upstairs to the children's area and you ask the librarian for a key and you use that bathroom. I don't like to use the one that's downstairs because <laughs> that is where, I mean, a lot of that's, that's the resource and not that there should be more resources but that is a resource for a lot of people to mm -hmm. clean Utilize. themselves brush their teeth go to the restroom like take care of their personal hygiene it's one of the only places in the city that is available and that's sad it's really sad and again it's going to get worse and you know it just we talked about also about you know <laughs> with crime going up <laughs> Yeah. We talked about them giving criminals $300 instead of, oh, did we not talk about no, that? No, we haven't talked about this. Oh, I love this idea. UBI for thieves. So, I yeah. love it. Well, if you give them $300, then they won't steal things. Yeah. No? No, that doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that I'm way. I'm going to take, if I was a criminal mind, I would take them $300 and then I would break some shit. If I, you know, and break it. it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, What was that initiative? If I was a criminal, I would take my $300 and then I would take your $300. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's another. So now you're actually, see, I didn't even think about that crime part. Crime on crime, crime. Right, because if, I'm a, if I know that you're getting a check and I'm desperate, oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to rob you too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it does Walk it down the street and you see the desperate people, you know what day they got the check, you know mm. who to shake down. I'm not a criminal, but if I was, no, I'm. I just, I'm not brave in that way. I'd, and I'd rather. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to ever take anything that's not mine. I like to work for my money. No, I, I. But I understand if you've got a hustle, you're hustling for that money. But let's see. I don't. I mean, Here There's is. a difference between having a hustle and robbing people. Uh oh, San Francisco will pay. Would San Francisco will pay? would-be criminals not to shoot people. And then the other one, uh, a new San Francisco initiative, which I, I would vote that shit down, will be paying $300 a month to ex-criminals to become public safety ambassadors. Oh, I love it. In hopes of to decrease gun violence and crime. Now, when we say ex-criminals, because everyone can turn a, uh, turn a new leaf, of course. But... Why aren't you help like instead of giving these ex criminals three hundred dollars, how about start a program and hire these ex criminals to work with these ones who are actually on the street right now rather than pay them three hundred dollars? Because if I was an ex criminal, what's what's three hundred dollars going to do for me in San Francisco? That's true. Yeah, that's. I mean, it you're wasting pays your cell phone bill. Like you're wasting money. And resources when you have the money to build something to do something about it rather is than is it a give training it program that they get to be community ambassadors to and they wear a little jacket and they walk around for a certain many hours and do things or let's see it's called uh the dream keeper fellowship where participants of the program will ha have to first pass an interview then be provided with life coaches from the city street violence initiative program. Cool. The San Francisco police department, uh, reported a rise in burglary and theft. We already know that. Um, and they've been shooting on the upper hate. Uh, there was see. a shooting here in the mission not too long ago. Yeah. They're going pow, pow, pow. And the holidays is coming up too. y'all be, uh, 
carry something. Uh, Cheryl Davis, the executive director of San Francisco Human Rights Commission, uh, uh, talked to uh, KGO about the new initiative. She believes the program will impact communities as better. As a part of their participation, they are expected to do some conversations around public safety to get some goals and set themselves to think about how they can be influenced and impact to the communities. I like the idea. If we're paying them for classes. That's good. I don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with this. $300. I know. It doesn't seem like it's something, though. Mm -mm. But once they have these training in these classes, that gives you it gives them opportunity to get a different job or another job or something augmented. And it's got to be difficult to transition from a place of incarceration or criminality to being straight. Because it's the same thing like, for example, it's not criminal or anything, but if I was a stripper hey. and I was making $1,000 a night and I decided to be a preschool teacher where I make $1,000 every two weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going, it's a different lifestyle. Right. It's totally different. Right. Like, and it's the work for the money. You know, if you've been slanging drugs and you're, you've been making $500 a day, and now they're saying you're going to make 300 a month and we're going to help you <laughs> find a job. And even with minimum wage being, uh, Fifteen dollars, fifteen, whatever it is, and even with some places like Trader Joe's hires at like over seventeen dollars. That's what they start at, and they give you all kinds of benefits. Um, it's still like I don't if like you're it. coming from a life of of hustling and of it's a different, it's a totally different economic thing. And if they're gonna, if it's free training and all of that, I I support that. But are they gonna want to do it? I that's I, that's the part. I mean, I don't like it because it sounds temporary as fuck. Yeah. It it yeah. doesn't sound like I don't I, I didn't read or see anything about possibly getting a trade program for these ex criminals. But life which, coaching. I know. Child, I know, I know. that's some hip. See, this is where y'all get too much. I got to get back to my Midwest ways with y'all, like West Coasters, because the yeah, shit sounds. It, 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 mm -mm. No. Wait, what about hypnotherapy? What if we? What if we <laughs> Did you say hypnotherapy? I'm joking, but I was saying, what if we pay them three hundred dollars a month and we give them acupuncture and hypnotherapy that's, that's and <laughs> access to a life coach? I think it could be really life changing. <laughs> Because I'm thinking that maybe if we teach them yoga and meditation and breathing, See, yep. and they could have some mindfulness. And then we all leave and we give them a flowers. Because and, love and mindfulness. Yeah, Namaste. And then vegan bread. Like, vegan here, bread. Namaste. Namaste. bread. Namaste. Namaste. No, 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 no. You have to think like a criminal. These are ex-criminals. Well, is it a cultural that thing then? Is it saying that there's like... Well, no, it's, it's, it's socioeconomic. It's... it's the, how do you how do you stop crime and and burglars and stuff? The the, the reason why people usually rob people is because what? Because they they've got so much rich shit. Do they need all that stuff? How many like no, silver that's... bowls do you need? How many crystal goblets? How many fucking? I mean Fabergé eggs. Well, I mean when you think about it, Pam, most of <laughs> those people mean... aren't getting into those kind of homes. They're getting in our homes like ours. Oh, you know you got to think about that. So there, you know. See, if I was gonna rob someone, I would rob a super rich person. Yeah, but they, they have a fortress around them. Yeah, but you gotta do. I could do it's an inside job. You gotta like know the gardener or something. <laughs> I don't know. There's gotta be a way in, and that's the thing is they wouldn't. There's 
people that live in this city that are so rich that they I wouldn't agree. even notice if you walked into their house and took a laptop. Like they wouldn't, I, I mean, you have so much stuff. I, I agree with that to an extent, but unfortunately a lot of those who do rob are going to get people from like the middle class or the working poor, unfortunately, you know, because you unfortunately, you know, I think for, for for some reason Daniel Steele's house is coming into sure, mind because sure. she lives around a fortress. Yeah. Would I like to rob that place? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know she got some shit that she don't she, need. She probably she probably has like a Monet she hasn't even looked at. In right, three years. in one part of one wing of the house. <laughs> right. But yeah. I mean, this initiative, it, it's like I, it, it's not going to do. You're giving away money, yo. I mean, you're giving, you're not, you're not solving the problem. They're it's putting a, a bandaid over it. It's and that's a shotgun. What does. It's a shotgun approach. It's like just saying, we're going to throw this money out here and it'll do something. But unless it's a focused shot, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I mean, the, I would actually do it as a reward type of thing. Say, and, and switch the script a little bit. Say, if you do and make it like 20 bucks an hour. So yeah. it's mm -hmm. a certain amount of classes. So it's 300 divided by 20 is like, uh, what, 25, maybe like $24 an hour, something like that. Or 24 hours total. So wait, 300 divided by 20 is. Oh, I'll look. What's, yeah, 300 divided by 20. And then uh, that number is the number of hours that they have to complete of training to get the $300. So you're paying them to get something they'd normally have to pay for. It's kind of like the city, city college is free. So that's 150. Yeah. 100, 150 hours. Wow. That's a lot. That's too much. <laughs> 15 hours. So, cause it's 300 divided by 20 is 150. No, 300 divided by 20 is oh, 15 divided by 20. Yeah. It's, it's 15. 15. So yeah. So 15 hours. So they get 15 hours of classes, and at the end of those classes, they get a check for $300 to use those skills to help buy a suit or something to go out that and get a job. That sounds a little bit more reasonable, but I also would like them with that start a program so these people, so you can t train these people yeah. and have them come work for the city because again if you're giving Ooh, the city can do it what yeah that's what i'm talking up. about oh so that's now what i'm, I'm talking about so that, then that's the thing is you get the 15 hours to figure out which of the city jobs you're good for like what if you you know like maybe you i would never want to do like filing or data entry but some people might be really good at that copy paste or whatever mindless just boop 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 whatever people need if you're what about the whole We've got all the parks and rec. There's a lot of work in parks and rec, We've actually. Got all of our parks. We've got all of our the manicuring, all of our street teams with trees. There's so many different jobs. What if what if one of them actually could be a great cop? Wouldn't that be great if there was an ex criminal who became a cop? That makes so much sense to me. Or they can even start their own little division in the office office of administrations mm -hmm. where they have something like a little liaison for uh you know like a co community impact yes. team or what have you. Yeah. Because that money that they're giving out is waste. It's waste. Right, it's, where yeah. you can use that money to start some kind of community impact. Well, I don't know. I'm just yeah. That no, out there. exactly. It, because yeah. so what if they finish their 
their first 15 hours and then their the 15 hours they, they decide to do into... yeah but the 15 hours they decide to do this time is picking up trash so if the city just just as a person on their own they get to get a garbage can and walk around and pick up trash for 15 hours a, a month for $300 yay or like so that's like the that's if you want to just sort of stick with it and you want the $300 but otherwise you take the training you get a placement you get to work for the city the city is great they have benefits I mean but it's if you want to have someone have their life changed, you actually have to give them the s tools and the skills to change their life. You can't just go, here's 300 bucks, good luck. Yeah, and the, but you're also missing one part of it. It's These people are supposed to help talk to criminals about committing crime. I'll read it again. <laughs> so like they become their own, they're, they're like- Hey man, counselors. stop, I'm an ex-criminal. Yeah, don't, don't be, do that. Don't do that anymore. So I'll go back. So that doesn't three hundred dollars to be a good citizen. San Francisco will be begin paying people to not harm or shoot others. Again, the program is called Dreamkeeper Fellowship San Francisco, and will be paying ex criminals staying on the straight and narrow <laughs> to basically tell criminals who are presently criminals now to hey man maybe you shouldn't rob that lady like how does this work yeah they're saying hey man don't rob this lady you can get how 300 does... bucks a month if you don't that, that that's what i'm saying this like i'm like this is why i i want to work for the city because right. yeah. this don't make no sense it doesn't it, it's a band it's not even a band-aid it's like huh yeah, it doesn't there's not even and there's not even any yoga involved Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm trying to see was there. Please give uh, them some presence and mindfulness. Oh wait, so there's a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I just find this kind of stupid. I'm sorry. Funny. As a as a part of their participation, they're expected to do some conversations around public safety, to do some goal setting for themselves, to also think about how they can influence and impact their communities to do better. We gotta come back to the real world on this. This don't make, this is so utopian. Yeah. Even with the hope of positive outcome, the initiative doesn't come without its own controversy. In 2016 interview about a similar yet former program in California called the Office of Neighborhood Safety, Yolanda Pathano, who lost her son to gun violence, told the news outlet that these programs give them ex-criminals money to buy more guns. Oh, shit. There's definitely something that we want to learn from that program, and we want to benefit from that. There are things that we don't want to repeat, David said. The program will be funded by the use of private donors, taxpayer dollars, and potential federal grants. Again... Well, hey, we're not, it's exactly what you said. We're not fixing the problem. We're putting it sort of a band-aid. We're like, we're not even throwing a band We're throwing in the towel. Yeah. We're just throwing, we're not even like putting a band-aid on it. We can't even be a band-aid. I'm like. like not even, you're just throwing, you're not even giving them the band-aid. You're just throwing the band-aid in, in their general direction. Like here, here's a band-aid, sort of. You could do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I mean, but, you can put it, you know, in your butthole. Yeah, you, you can, can put, put it, it on me. You put you it on your tongue. You could put it on, your like, your nipple, nipple if, yeah. if you're lactating or something. And I didn't even think about that part because there, I mean, there are some people who are just attracted to that criminal lifestyle. But there are also people who want to change. But those people who want to change will possibly go back to the criminal lifestyle because they're... You know, the felony is the scarlet letter. Yeah. Why they can't get hired. Sure. So that's why there should, with this, 
program, there should be an initiative for ex-felons or what have you. To get so real jobs. Ugh. Because you can't change if we don't let you change. Also, I, I really think it has to do with once you've been making that kind of money and and the lifestyle and you've been living it, the, the fear, the danger starts to dissipate. So when you, I guess you first start committing crimes or doing bad things. It's the same thing with lying. Like the first time you lie, it's hard. But the second time and t subsequent times, it just gets easier and easier. They've done brain studies on it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with crime. So the first time you do it, you get rushed and it's scary or whatever you're doing. And then it just becomes part of your life. And then also there's these other factors. What if you have children that you need to take care of and yeah. you don't have the option to feed them or if you've got maybe your parents are on fentanyl and you're an older brother and you have to take care of your younger sister and you're a kid what if you're a kid and you've just been committing crimes because you don't know how else to make money or how that's, to live that's the majority of people who do have to commit the they don't have to but who do burglarize or still a rob it's not because some people do it because they are psychotic but a lot of people do it because of their socioeconomic background and, and and they have to rob to live yeah and that is it is a lifestyle is a true thing but giving 300 we live in the most fucking expensive city and, in but, the country and this is the and this is the one thing they want to fix like i just i just can't go i have to keep going back in my brain to the to the woman that i basically stepped over today who was shirtless uh. with are they bed bugs? They were bites all over her body, little red dots mm -hmm. all over, and she was so skinny and like looked like. And I also saw a dead rat today when I was getting off the bus, and I had this question: If you were high on fentanyl and a rat bit you, could the rat die of fentanyl overdose? That's a good thought. Is that crazy? That's a good thought. Or like um, mosquitoes? If you were on meth and a mosquito <laughs> bit you and got your blood in it, would it would it make it explode? Right? <laughs> that part I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just Probably. thinking, like, right? Anything that like eats off of you, or what if? And I think the only way to test it might be with leeches, because oh, leeches literally suck, suck your blood. blood. So if you oh. were like, if it, wouldn't that be a fun? Um, oh, I can't. Science watch. experiment, like, watch you get a shit. meth head, and have the, and then let it suck the blood of a meth head, and a person on fentanyl, of an alcoholic, and then you see if like, will the leech get super drunk if it drinks? I only, will, I blood only want to take a shower after that. Sorry, I think. <laughs> I get high, and I think it's some weird, weird shit, which is why I'll never do fentanyl, because it makes me so stupid you can't you, think at all. You just actually made me think of something, too, that another issue why I have with this uh, initiative. You don't know who's coming in or out of recovery. Uh. And so that could also be uh. a chance uh. to get that money. To relapse. Or I'm still, I'm just going to pretend, like, I don't know if they are going to be drug testing. It didn't say any of, that. Say any of that. But also, I mean, you can drug test and certain drugs get out right. of your system. Sure. Meth is in and out in two days. Yeah. Same uh, with cocaine. Cocaine as well. Yeah. Ooh, so, hot flash happening. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, that's another thing to think about. So now, you know, reading this article, this lady said like, there's some, you know, they could buy more guns or weapons. <gasps> well, they could it's, buy weed. I mean, 300 bucks a weed. If these you, motherfuckers ain't going to buy no weed with that. But it's a good turnaround. If you could get 300 bucks of weed for cheap, you could sell it for if more. If I'm an ex-criminal, I already know who my supplier is. I'll probably get this shit for free. Right, that's true, But too. But I'm also probably going to use some of this money to buy a brick right. or half a brick. Sure. Or, or an eight ball. Like you said, though, if they're coming out of recovery, you don't know. 
and then they could re relapse and booze. Three hundred bucks can buy a lot of booze. I'm I'm actually walking into. I'm supposed to be the criminal liaison for it. So hey, stop that. But I'm gonna go to my old supplier. Be like hey, stop that. Let me buy a bag. Right. Uh, you know, I think there's all these there's things. All I mean, trust me, I do believe in giving people money. Yeah. I do. UBI, baby. I, I Just do, get back to the I, UBI. I do believe in it. But what you're doing is also ignoring those people, too, who are victims of crime, who are struggling in this city as well with two, three jobs, who get robbed by these but, some of these people, too. But this is the thing that's crazy. During the pandemic, we gave everyone $600 a week, which is basically UBI, and more than UBI would be. And there wasn't, didn't crime go down? There wasn't a problem. I mean, everybody was inside. But, but still, we were able to do that. So it's like, why not, why not get back to UBI? Why not just give everyone, two, like give them the choice. Give them the Andrew Yang choice. You either get the $2,000 a month or you get, you know, your services and your, or, I, I mean, or you don't need it because you have a, I'm just trying to imagine with $300 a month and how, like, how many questionably house do we have? Oh, 10,000. 10,000? Yeah, we have about 10,000 in the city. So, it's been pretty constant for many years, even right. through COVID. Their numbers are so low. You know, we're still, I think that we have like 666 COVID deaths right now in San Francisco over the entire pandemic. That's I know. We're doing good on that. Like but why? everything else, like, let's see. And then people ask, "Why do you know the why do you obsessively check those numbers, Pam?" Well, I have my own reasons. <laughs> 3 million? 3 million. So if we gave You know you could buy it. You could you can house these people. You can 3 million dollars. Wow. Wow. And and that was just she was just saying that is the number, but I'm sure there's more now. Wow. But that's three million. What can we get for three million? I don't know. You can build some homes for these people. Right. Well, the, the yurts are only 400 and they're movable homes. Um, you could, like I said, you could start a program within the city. We could build tiny homes on trailers. Oh, that part too. Tiny, tiny homes, homes tiny homes on trailers. And that's what Amy Farrowweiss was working with the St. Francis Project. And it was working for a while. There was a lady who, she had all her stuff and this they had to all the, the land was donated because it was a parking lot and there was another parking lot they wanted to set these up and she has all the plans and they're so neat like you know six to ten people live in a small community where they share their own bathroom yeah. and they share their water source yeah. and they have their own little tiny home she had a dog that's fine someone else had a cat they're all so they're their own sort of policing and taking care of each other and I just and it's the do, same thing with the year that we could do you see how much how people just waste three million and I love when people say we don't have it in the budget so why the fuck are you doing this well and I've had my bus idea forever which is when we take the retired buses they're already they already have an engine in them and they already have windows there's no reason why we couldn't stack them on top of each other put st spiral staircases up the sides and have a communal shower and kitchen thing in the center and have buses become living spaces. They could be heated. Well, that that probably might be an earthquake reason why. Huh. You got to think about that part. Well, not, ju we, not just stack them. We obviously would have to go through some engineering at, at, with San Francisco State or something. I mean, maybe you've got to get some, you know, big steel beams and do yeah. them and then stack them up like, you know, like a shish kebab. Like a shish kebab of... 
a little shish kebab of uh, fucking buses. Boop, 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 boop. I think I think though the tiny houses thing. Yeah. Could that could really really work? Could really work. That really could work. Absolutely. And then it's movable too. And then when the when the fucking whatchamacallit comes in the, the world cup they go hey you need to move your tiny homes and then the city helps them and says hey all of your little tiny homes put them all on trailers or have an area where you can where you can have the tiny homes like have a little tiny home community yeah and stuff again three million dollars three million dollars tiny home community that but you're just giving it away can i have three million dollars please <laughs> like we're, since you guys are is this a game show can right, i have exactly. it now like i mean i know a lot of people you would like $3 million, wouldn't Oh, I know you? what I'd do with $3 million. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd probably buy this move. building. Yeah, but I would pop, we would probably move off this continent. Uh, I would buy this building. If I, if, if I got $3 million, That's I would buy this. I, yeah, I would buy this building. I would live upstairs. I would, I would basically make this like an artist compound where all the rooms upstairs, I would give away. I, I would let artists, comedians, whatever, stay for four weeks at a time or three weeks at a time, four weeks at a time on a rotating schedule where they'd have to do a project and complete a project in that time. Like a hostel. Yeah, but the project, they do it with Mutiny Radio, so mm-hmm. they'd have the opportunity to not have to pay rent for a month, which would be great, and I'd probably cook for them or something, and then they'd have to help me with the radio station and create content and then be an artist. And at the end of it, they show their work to everybody, and there's the other people that are living, and then... You know, it just keeps switching. So there's always like new blood in the apartment, right. but some people are there. You're but- feeding out, you're giving actually San Francisco more artist blood. You're yeah. giving, you know, you're giving San Francisco back that what it, what it, uh, what it used to be. It would be a residency basically. Yeah. But And I would make kids apply, not kids, people. It could be anybody, but they could be out of college or whatever, but they'd have to like write me a thing and be like, Screen here's why too. I deserve, here's why I want a, a, a month of time in your place right. yeah, to, to create. This is what I'm going to create. Or maybe they have a project and they say what this project is and I go, ah, this project. And then I have a little thing. But, but that's what I would do with it. See, that's smart. But you wouldn't just want to give them $300 and say here and... Here, create a project? Because they'll never finish it. They'll never do it. They'll spend it on drugs. Because they... <laughs> Comed- comedians will spend it on booze. If I was like, yeah, you can... Here's 300 bucks. They're going to be like, let's have a party. Like, can I, like... Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll like graffiti something and then I'm a criminal now and then I can Get interview me college. for the product because there's also a hustle into it as well. Sure. Where people will be like, man, you know what? I'm going to rob somebody so I can get $300 while I'm robbing somebody today. I just, oh man. Just... I, I, I'm glad you're going into city stuff because uh, they need someone with a, who actually thinks yeah. critical thought. You can't can, be nice about everything. Politics is not about being nice. Yes, it is about giving, but it's not about being nice and peace and love and all that bullshit. Well, the love part you can get, but the thing is you, I've noticed like even living here in SF, certain things, you know, like this, I'm like, this shit wouldn't fly in a lot of other cities. No way. My dad in Arizona is rolling. Oh, well, he's not dad. dead, but he's probably, if he, if he read that thing, he'd be like, those idiots. And I'm gonna agree with him. I'm gonna agree with your yeah. dad on that. He'd be like, "They're just giving money away, and all this is crazy. You're crazy." You're, that is something that you pick yourself dad... up by your bootstraps. We actually agree on this. One. Yeah, you're... it's just because I think it's a it's a it's a massive misuse of funds. It's just silly. It's a, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I love the idea of giving, like you said, I love the idea of giving people money. I think it's great. But we should either do it like with UBI, or there should be some. 
you want you want you don't want criminals to go back to that life mm -mm. you don't want ex-criminals who've changed their life you're you're actually using them by the way it's kind of exploitive mm. a little bit because you know uh jimmy who used to know this dude on the corner who now changed his life around i mean you're you're using his past and exploiting it by just giving him three hundred dollars it's like what, it's almost like proselytizing it's like go go tell the masses like christians running around going oh but jesus and like, <laughs> i've changed i've turned a new leaf you know i mean there could i mean three million dollars you could you could do a lot of things with that and yeah. just okay. uh man yeah. Yeah. give me three million dollars give me three million dollars yeah i'd love it yeah don't make me pay taxes on it though that's the thing oh they, that's it, be that's non-profit we are going to if they if it yeah passes. they're gonna give them three hundred dollars and then charge taxes and then they only really get two hundred dollars that's so funny oh oh you meant them charging them taxes no i was thinking us as taxpayers because we're gonna oh. have to pay for it oh right so as a taxpayer, no. Well, and then the way to fix things with taxes is to uh, flat tax so that the rich pay more because they buy more. Those that mm -hmm. consume more should pay more. And, that, and that's what sales tax is. It is a, sale, a flat tax. But I think that we should have, like um, Seattle, like Washington does, like a, a sin tax or like a, not it's a sin tax. because like, too, right? How about Portland? I know in Seattle they have a sin tax where alcohol costs 25% more because they tax it that way. Yes, they do that. And weed, weed does that too. Yeah. So it's like super expensive to to do bad things Yeah. or whatever. That's why they call it a syntax. But it's also funny because syntax is a funny word, S-Y-N-T-A-X as opposed to S-I-N-T-A-X. But, but I like flat taxes. I think if you're buying any luxury yachts or any Lamborghinis, anything like that, although it still has sales tax attached to it, so it is a flat tax. I just want to find ways to tax the rich more. Well, that's, that's what they're there unfortunately for. with uh, one of the bills, the federal bill that was supposed to pass, but uh, Dickhead Mansion and Kristen's Succubus Cinema <laughs> um, keep uh, basically just chopping the bill up. And one of the things on the bill, of course, got cut out was to t tax the one percent and companies more. Yeah, but of course, yeah, but. You know, that got cut along with earlier what we were talking about was paid family leave and child tax credit. That was the other one that got cut. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because if we as the workers could, even our, our even the government that's supposed to be representational of us as Democrats is not representing us at all. Our, our needs, our wants, our anything. It is all in the interests of corporations mm -hmm. except for the woman who's the only woman running for assembly yes from uh, our district yeah her name is uh thea shelby and she's the only female so far that is running the rest are men and so she was one of the um she was uh, the president of the san francisco uh board at uh, city college and then she's also a business owner uh and a mom as well so she was you know some of the things that she was trying to she's trying to do right now is according like focus on like paid family leave and stuff yeah. initiatives like that um and then also you know she was one of the people that helped with the the free city oh, the free city college god i love you that. know that was another thing that got slapped off the federal bill of the build back building back america oh my god because that was on there the community free college, college. Um, being free is so important and city college is so amazing they have an incredible culinary arts program and going to culinary school 
can be very expensive, but you can go to City College and literally get your pastry degree. Mm -hmm. And it's free if you live in the city and you can get a real job. Wow. <laughs> like and if you can become a chef and get trained and they and you're here in the city where there's tons. incredible food and tons and tons of and tons of money of and tons of money. So I think that that's one of one of the overlooked programs of City College is their culinary arts program. I think it's great. They also have an incredible writing program. It's really great. Their creative writing program's great. Um, like I I, I took a course with them and uh, a marketing course and I enjoyed it. And I you know I've you know I've been to to at least two. This is my third community college because I only have my associate's degree. Mm -hmm. uh, but. I couldn't believe when I did not get a bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I only had to pay for my books. I was I was thinking about actually. I don't have time because I run Mutiny Radio, but I did think about it recently of like, because I don't have. I never went to culinary school proper. I mean, and I can cook, but it would be to go to an to actually be trained in it could be interesting, and it's free, but it's a lot of time. It's like oh yeah, their program is it's eight months and it's like five days a week for eight months yeah. it's every day you have to be dedicated like yeah. all day every day yeah. just about but you also have that passion and the fact of the matter is like that is a, after me dumping on sf a little bit i will say the 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 free city thing is one of the best things to be yeah. passed and so she i'm actually helping her uh kind of like helping her with her campaign a little bit i co-hosted one of the zoom fundraisers for her last night um but, you know, this with free community college, this is a way to lift yourself out of poverty. Yeah. And it is a way for people, again, books are expensive. That sucks. But you that's, can go to the library. That's a library. When, through my, when, even through my master's degrees, I didn't buy all my poetry books. I used the San Francisco library to do a lot of the, the reading material. So, but, well, so Thea Shelby... Everybody vote for her. When when is the um, election? So we there hasn't been a set date yet. They're probably thinking like around February because okay. it's going to be one of those special elections sure. and what have you. Um, so that's what they're seeking. But their date is still they're still working on that. Yeah. So we're still going to be fundraising and uh, go to theashelby.com. Uh, no, please. Yeah. I, well, Thea we're we're Shelby. a feminist. We're a feminist. I'm a feminist. Yeah. This is a feminist station. Of course, she's pro-choice and she's progressive. Well, I just, I really, we'll get back to this. I think that our government should literally be representational of us. And women are 51% of this nation. And yet we are less than 18% of its political offices. So, and, and it's not, and it's not just women. I'd like to see all kinds of new equality and, and that actually have a representational government of socioeconomics. I think there should be. Poor people, but you can never have poor people in politics because you need to fundraise. Right? So it's like, money. I know. Yeah. It's, but speaking of women, I, I just want to go on this little tangent. Mm -hmm. So, if you do not know, ladies and gentlemen, some states had it was election. Uh, there was elections, and one of the most important ones that were going on was the governor, um, the Virginia governor's race, the New York City uh, mayor race. De Blasio's gone. Uh, and then uh, Minnesota was uh, the uh, defunding of the police departments that mm. did not pass. Uh, oh, and then another one I have to rant on. So 
Democratic Socialist India Walton won her primary in uh, Buffalo, New York, over eight-year incumbent. Uh, what is his name? What is his name? Um, India Walton. Okay, I forgot his name. Uh, but he's an eight-year incumbent, and she knocked yes. him out. That's great. So she's a Democratic Socialist. She was one of the first to win. Oh, here we go. This she's is like AOC. So Byron Brown. So I'm going to read this. this is from Yahoo News. Uh, Buffalo, New York. Mayor Byron Brown declared victory in his write-in campaign because he lost to India Walton this summer uh, to retain his seat, saying that he defeated Democratic nominee and socialist India Walton. This is not democracy, by the way. What? <laughs> Uh, today's election was not just a referendum on the direction of the city of Buffalo. It was a referendum on the future of our democracy, he said Tuesday night. Okay, I got a problem with that right now. And by the way... So he, he did it. He's pulled a Trump. He lost and said he didn't really lose. Yeah, so he did himself a write-in. And here's another fun fact about this sellout. Um, of course, he unfortunately is a brother and India was a sister. So now we have two, two different class systems so this mofo pulled it off by getting GOP money. What? Yes. Brown turned in a writing campaign after losing in June to primary uh, to Walton. With a majority of the vote counted, write-ins held a double-digit lead in the race, while absentee votes needed to be counted in the write-in votes to be confirmed for Brown. The four-term incumbent, excuse me, four-term, that's still a lot. Yeah. Uh, celebrated with apparent victory while Watton uh, said all write-ins need to be counted and that she was not conceding. Good for her. Watton's upset in the June primary was a shock to uh, New York's second largest, sorry, eh, second largest city. She defeated Brown by four points after he refused to debate her and uh, essentially ignored her candidacy. Wow. A Buffalo native and registered nurse who became a mother at age 14. Whoa. She had not run for office before. India Walton, who is 39, was involved in housing activism in the city as well as last year's Black Lives Matter protests. Republicans did not field a candidate in the overwhelming Democratic city. A member of the Democratic Socialists of America, Walton ran to become the first woman to be mayor of Buffalo and the first socialist to lead a major, uh, major American city in good, decades. Good for her. Uh, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Brown, who is a fuckface 63, a former state fuckface uh, uh, senator, was for, uh, elected the mayor in 2005, the first black mayor in the city's history. He ain't invited to the cookout, y'all. He's a moderate pro-business executive, see, uh, who also served as a co-chair of the state Democratic Party mm -hmm, and has spent the general election campaigning, painting Walton as a dangerous radical. Who's that sound like? Uh, who was too far left for the city's residents. Sounds very whitish to me. But they voted for her. Mm -hmm. As a part of its effort, the Brown campaign spent tens of thousands of dollars on ink stamps so they could, so that voters would spell his name correctly on the right-end line. On the right-end line. He received support of the New York State Republican Party, which sent mailers to thousands of voters urging them to write in Brown's name. The mailers went on to a broad universe of voters who we believe will vote, will vote to stop socialism in the city of Buffalo, said GOP spokeswoman Jessica Prowl. He's such a sellout. The New York Republican chair. Walton's victory is the primary splinter Democratic powers broke in the U Empire State. She was endorsed by both U.S. Uh, 
uh, yeah, he, she was endorsed, I can't read today, by both of the states, U.S. Senators Chuck Schumer and Kristen Gillibrand, as well as prominent progressive reps AOC, Jamal Bowman. However, following her win, the Buffalo Common Council voted to explore the idea of getting rid of that position of mayor altogether because she won. But she was voted in by the people. Uh-huh. I'm so confused because I thought this is this is so crazy and it's a local government thing. It's but that he lost, he was sad, he got the money from Republicans and changed it. That sucks. It just means that money always wins. This- and that socialism isn't about taking people's money, it's about the, the welfare of all. Why? Why is it so bad to care about people's welfare? Why why these fucking greedy fucks? Shame on this sellout. Uh, the state party greedy. never railed behind her with Governor Kate Hull declining to endorse the state Democratic chair Jake Jacobs drawing criticism last month for comparing Walton to former Ku Klux Klan Grant Rizzard David Duke in an interview. Let's take a scenario very different where David Duke, you remember him, the Grand Rizzard of the KKK. He moves to New York, he becomes a Democrat, and he runs for mayor of the city, Rochester, which is predominantly a low turnout. And he wins a Democratic line, Jacob said in an interview. I have to endorse David Duke? I don't think so. Now, of course, India Walton is not the same category. But it just leads you to the question, is it a must or is it not a must? What the fuck? Schumer called the statement totally unacceptable and an analogy used totally outrageous beyond observed by Bowman was among those who called out Jacobs to resign, calling his comments malignant, malignant, I can never pronounce it, malignant and narcissist of too, far too many white men. After initially refusing to He's apologize, guy. Uh, Jacob. Oh no! The, but when the person who brought up the KKK stuff, that uh, he was a uh, state. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? Not Jake Walton. Jacobs, who oh, was okay. the Democratic chairman. Oh, okay. Of of uh, New York City. Uh, After initially refusing to apologize and defending his comments, Jacobs relently but reiterated that not every candidate who wins a primary is entitled unquestionably to the endorsements of all party leaders and elected officials. This is our own party. Wow. We are doing some Republican shit within our own party. fucking shit. Did you hear the talking points? It's... I can't believe that they... (laughs) <laughs> they connected a a black woman uh, to a white kicking, man. A, connect a white man, man connected a black woman to, co- David compared David. to David Duke. That's insane. Well, people are stupid. The humanity is surrounding us is he, falling apart. The people voted for her, like you said. Yeah, the people voted, but they said. But then the other the, people said, "Well, we don't like those people because those people uh, want to take our money." It's socialism is not about taking rich people's money. No. Although, kind, I do want to tax the shit out of him. Right, but, that's you know. what the point is. But we know that uh, the former mayor, well, now he's the new, back to being a mayor because Buffalo has been falling apart. It's not been a good city. It's 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 really high in crime and poverty. So this guy's been here since 2005. He ain't did shit. Yeah, he hasn't changed anything, so why? Because he's getting money from, it's all about making money. It's all about status quo, making money. Well, yay, we did it again. We did it again. Oh, we solved all the world's problems in such a short amount of time. It's really impressive. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm really hurt by that. Right, I was yeah, really hurt by that. Be. Well, we'll see how the world falls apart next week. The entropy <laughs> of these United States. As the world turns, As literally. World turns, <laughs> I know. We'll listen. We'll hear more about Pam's dating life and dreaming of babies 
Oh, Latoya's dreaming of babies. I'm dreaming of babies. And uh, yeah. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> don't catch the clap. I don't even know it. Don't no gonorrhea. Cha cha cha. That's what I'm telling myself. No, I'm, not, I'm not being a slut. I'm not. I'm being I'm, safe. Now I'm not going to look for sis. No, like, don't I say know. that. I'm not going to. I'm fine. I know. She I'm ain't. Fine. She ain't a nasty I'm a prude. I'm not. A, yeah, I'm she so ain't, she like, ain't a snuff bucket. No, people will like have she, to get to know me really well. Before she likes I, Meg Ryan movies. She likes they, romance. Yeah, before they see me naked. Okay. Well, come to Asiento tonight, everybody. Nobody's coming. Yeah, it's I'm a beautiful worried. night. It's a beautiful I, night. I won't be able to go. It's all good. Poor. Yeah. I hear you. It's a... But uh, congratulations um, with uh, Shelby. Thea and Shelby, and thank you, Mutiny, for and, uh, that money and endorsing. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, endorse, shout out, talk about her until the election. All right, we'll be back another day. Bye. Bye.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues. 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues. Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar. On Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro, headliner, amazing comedian. Also, Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10, except the headlining show, which are $20. You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Yeah. 
workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person.